Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Have you ever met someone that you wish you'd never met? Has your spouse ever met someone that they wish they'd never met? Or maybe you wish they'd never met them? Maybe as a parent, there are certain someones in your kids' lives that you wish they'd never met. Well, it's very seldom that when we, when we think of our greatest regrets in life, that we find ourselves alone in that moment. More often than not, when we think of our greatest regrets in life, someone else was there. Someone else was involved. And it's very seldom that it was some form of an enemy, some form of, of a person that was in opposition to you or opposing you. More often than not, that someone was a friend. And unfortunately, in life, some of our biggest regrets are attached to a friend. Now, as we head into today's message, one of the, the greatest um, inclinations that you're going to have to fight in this session is to filter today's message through that filter of, oh, I wish that so-and-so was here, or I wish that so-and-so was listening to this. I wish my spouse could engage with this, or I wish that my kids would listen to this today. I want to encourage you to look at this message and to take this message and go, this is for me, and I'm going to listen to it in that way and accept it in that way. Now, for those of you who joined us last week, you'll know that we are second week into a new series. It's actually not all that new. It's a series that we did a couple of years ago, but we found such value in it. And many of you found such value in it that we decided to do it again this year. The series name is Armco's. And for those of you still unsure what an Armco is, uh, an Armco barrier is that silver shiny barrier next to the side of the road um, that that is this system that is designed to keep vehicles from straying into dangerous or off-limit areas. These Armco barriers direct us and they protect us. And ultimately, Armco's are not placed in the actual danger zone. Uh, no. Armco's are, are placed just outside the danger zone. In fact, they are actually placed in the, 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 the safe zone. Uh, and danger is what lies on the other side of the Armco. The hope and the belief behind an Armco is that the damage that is caused when hitting an Armco will be far less than the damage that would have been sustained had the Armco not been there. And as we said last week, um, Armcos are great for the public roads, but there are areas in our personal lives 
where armcos are desperately needed and extremely valuable. And to understand this, we've 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 used a definition and will be using a definition throughout the series for what an armco is when we talk about an armco. And that definition is that an armco is a standard of behavior that becomes a matter of conscience. It's a standard of behavior that becomes a matter of conscience. And just like an armco out on the street would would uh, direct and protect us, so these armcos, as we establish them in our lives, direct us and protect us. That they keep us from, from going where we shouldn't go. That ultimately they alert our conscience and bother our conscience whenever we bump up against them. Because for most of us, our greatest regrets could have been avoided financially, morally, relationally, professionally. If your conscience had been tuned into this personal standard of behavior that would warn you saying, hey, I'm bumping up against this armco and um, I'm starting to head into an area uh, from which I might not be able to recover or that I might regret for the rest of my life. And the challenge with armcos is that there's pushback. Um, the challenge with armcos is that 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 culture doesn't promote armcos. <laughs> culture promotes painted lines in our lives. When it comes to 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 armcos, our our culture around us baits us into behavior and then mocks us when we overstep. Culture gives us these painted lines as advice. Um, ultimately. Culture will frown on you for setting armcos in your life, but at the same time, they will shame you as you overstep. And today, as we step into session two of armcos, the armcos we're talking about establishing in our lives today is establishing armcos in the area of friends and acquaintances. Ultimately, people that we hang out with, people that you socialize with, people that you may go to the gym with, people that you may bry with, people that you may ride with, um, people that you go to work with, people within your professional setting. And there's going to very possibly be a couple of moments through today's session that you may feel like, Ramon, you are just being judgmental. And I think it's good for us to address that straight off the bat. The truth be told, there is a big difference between being judgmental and practicing good judgment. I hope we can catch this today. There's a big difference between being judgmental and practicing good judgment. When I'm being judgmental, it means that I'm setting myself up as a judge, looking into someone else's life, looking into, into someone else's situation and judging their behavior. Whereas when it comes to good judgment, good judgment means that, that, that I see what's going on around me 
And I consider how this will and how this may affect my personal behavior. I'm considering my, my uh, past experiences. And if you've been with us for a while, you've, you've heard us say this many times. Considering my past experiences, considering my current circumstances, considering my future hopes and dreams. What is the wise thing for me to do in the moment? Like, is this wise or should I exercise some good judgment? right now. So this is not about judging. This is about acting in good judgment based on the fact that as we said earlier, your greatest regrets very well may be attached to someone you met. If you disagree, uh, let's take a moment and uh, let me ask you parents, um, or, or even just for you yourself, what did your parents tell you about your friends? Maybe it wasn't your parents, maybe it was grandparents or a coach or uh, a, some significant um, leader or, or, or person in your life. What did they tell you about your friends? P parents, what do you tell your kids about who they hang out with? I can remember so clearly growing up, and it being drilled into me as a kid that your friends determine the quality and direction of your life. Anyone else out there? Your friends determine the quality and direction of your life. I can remember my parents over and over and over telling me, Ramon, show me your friends. I'll show you who you'll become. Show me your friends. I'll show you who you'll become. And we should be able to, to drop our guard when it comes to friendship. That's the beauty of friendship. That's, that's what makes friendship so good, is that friendship should be this safe place where I can let my hair down and just have a good time. And that's what makes friendship so good. But at the same time, that's what makes friendship so dangerous. I wonder, as you just for a minute consider the friendship circles that you're in or the friends that you engage with, great question to ask is, is it a safe place? Is that a safe space where I can drop my guard and just be? There's something very significant that, ha that happens when we when we hang out with people. Recently, a couple of years ago, some neuroscientists uh, did, uh, did a study and, and, and came to discover that people affecting other people's decision-making isn't just behavioral, it's also neurological. That the brain waves of people who spend a lot of time together actually start looking identical. Comparing one set of brain scans compared to another set of brain scans, those brain waves become identical. It's like they mirror each other. One of the neuroscientists who, who worked on this project, uh, a guy by the name of Moran Kerf, 
he said this. He said, if people want to maximize happiness and minimize stress, they should build a life that requires fewer decisions by surrounding themselves with people who embody the traits that they prefer. Now, what, what Mr. Kerf is essentially speaking into is that he's saying that this happens naturally. You don't even need to try very hard. <laughs> no, whether it's good or bad, it happens naturally. Positive or negative, it happens naturally. As you spend time with the people that you do, you naturally become like them. So find people who embody the traits that you prefer. In other words, find people who are living lives in the direction that you are wanting to go in life and it'll minimize the effort. Ultimately, guys and ladies, your future will be impacted by the people that you are friends with, that you work with, that you're in community with, that you do life with. Now, what I find incredible is that 3,000 years ago, Solomon, who's regarded as the wisest man who's ever lived by some, and others just regard him as the wisest man of his time. But King Solomon stated what neuroscience has just discovered in the past few years. He wrote it this way. He said, walk with the wise and become wise. Walk with the wise and become wise. What he was saying here was, walk with the wise, and let's take what neuroscience has, has, has spoken of, walk with the wise and automatically, with no effort, over a period of time, become wise. Now, as we say, become wise, what is wisdom? Again, if you've been part of this church family for a while, you'll know that when we talk about wisdom, we, we talk about somebody that recognizes that life is connected, that my past is connected to my present, that my current actions are, correct, are connected to my future. That's wisdom. Recognizing that life is connected in this way. And Solomon is saying that wisdom is contagious. You hang out with these people, you're going to catch wisdom. It's <laughs> what neuroscience is busy showing us at the same time. You hang out with these people, you're going to start imitating these people. You're going to start mirroring these people. If you walk with the wise, you become wise. He carries on, Solomon carries on, and he says, For a companion of fools suffers harm. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Now, I know parents are listening to this right now and going, I'd never tell my kid to call anyone a fool. And we don't encourage our kids to call anyone a fool. And it's the sort of thing that we would preferably stay away from. But, but here's the deal, is that within the context here of the Jewish scriptures, a, a fool is someone who, who 
did not live carefully, if you think back to last week's message of what Paul encouraged us to do. A fool is someone who did not live as if life is connected. No, they just live for today. They just live for this very moment. Now, it's interesting to me that, that Solomon doesn't say that hanging out with fools will, will cause you to become a fool. No, it's kind of like that's just a given. It's a given. Hang out with fools, you'll become foolish. Hang out with a fool, you'll start behaving foolishly. But what does Solomon say? He says, a companion of fools suffers harm. What he's saying is that eventually it's going to cause you harm. If you continue to hang out with fools, it's going to cause damage in your life. You are going to get hurt. And again, as, as parents, for the parents out there, we understand this, don't we? Be honest. There are certain kids that, that you don't want your kids to hang out with you're not trying to spoil their fun. No, not at all. In fact, you just don't want them to get hurt. That's it. You don't want them to get hurt. So as a result, you say, hey, I don't want you hanging out with so-and-so. I don't want you hanging out with so-and-so. See, friends that aren't careful with their lives won't be careful with your life. Friends that aren't careful with their relationships won't be careful with your relationships. Friends that aren't careful with their health won't be careful with your health. Friends who aren't careful with their finances won't be careful with your finances. Friends who aren't careful with their, with their marriages won't be careful with your marriage. Friends who aren't careful with or, or, or don't have any form of faith, they, there's not going to be a need for them to be careful with your faith. And friends who aren't careful with their own future won't be careful with yours. And that's why, guys and ladies, friendship requires armcos. It's your conscience being tuned into this personal standard of behavior that warns you, I'm bumping up against something and I need to pay attention. Just to remind us that these armcos, they're not placed in the danger zone. They're not posted on the line. No. Uh, our armcos are, are, are posted in the safe zone where there's still room for error. And it's for this reason that we often resist placing armcos there or engaging with armcos because it still feels a bit too safe. I really pray that as we just take a few minutes and give you guys five armcos for friendship, that, uh, that, that, that you would 
Again, drop the filter of so-and-so should be hearing this, so-and-so should be engaging with this. Oh, I really need to send a link to, to my spouse, to my kids, to my grandkids, to my colleague, to a friend. Uh, but just for right now, pay attention to these five armcos for friendships for you and consider them for your future. So our first armco with regards to armcos for friends is when it dawns on you that your core group isn't moving in the same direction you want your life to be moving. Pay attention. This is where you should be running into an armco, where your conscience should be alerted. This should, you, this should concern you to the point that you recognize it and do something about it. Don't wait until it's an actual problem. That's the danger zone. Pay attention to it when you're bumping up against it. And in that moment, step back and honestly evaluate where you are, where you're going, and where the lives of that core group of friends are going. When you realize this, actively seek out and invest in a new group of people, a different group of people, a group of people whose lives are tracking in the direction that you envision your life to go. You want your life to be heading in a certain direction, align your life with people who share the same values. Because guys and ladies, regardless of intentions, companions of fools will suffer harm. And there's better for you than that. The second armco is when you catch yourself pretending to be someone other than who you really are. Again, your conscience should be going crazy. You should be bumping into an armco right there. You may also hear that little inner voice of your own conscience busy saying, when I'm with these people, I'm not really myself, or I don't really feel comfortable. Um, it's in these moments that you should think about this. You're probably pre pretending to be someone you're not. And in all reality, you know it. In that moment, pull back. Pull back from these relationships. Evaluate these relationships. Should I be in a place or, or hanging out with friends where, where I'm having to try and be someone else? The truth be told, some of us may even have been warned by someone really close to us. You may have heard some form of variation of the following phrase. When, you, when you're around these people, you're not yourself. When you're around these people, you act differently. Or when you're around these people, I don't like the person that you become. Your conscience should be going wild. You should be hitting up against an armco 
step back, consider the truth in it, and make the needed change. Our third armco with regards to friends is when you feel pressure to compromise. When you feel pressure to compromise. Notice it's not when you have compromised. It's when you feel pressure to compromise. Again, it's not in the danger zone. It's in the safe zone that we put this armco up. When you feel pressure to compromise, your conscience should be going bananas. When you're with a certain group of people, when, when you're feeling like you're, you're having to ignore certain values within your own life, or you're feeling like you need to, to, to rationalize what you're about to do or, or where you're about to go, stop and for a moment think to yourself, isn't it that a true and a good friend will, 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 will point me to what is right, to what is good, to what is wise? In these situations, you may find that something that's never been a temptation to you before, all of a sudden it becomes a very real option. And you begin considering behavior that you've always thought of as, as off limits. Pay attention. Pay attention to that tension. It should be an armco that you are knocking up against. Fourth armco. You hear yourself thinking, I'll go, but I won't participate. I'll go, but I won't participate. And as I say that, I just have one question for you. Parents, would you accept this answer from your kids? <laughs> Would you, like I think of my son, if my son ever came up to me and said, Dad, I'm going to go. Like I know that they're getting up to no good. I, I know that there's all kinds of stuff that's going to be going down there that's, that's, that's bad. But, but don't worry, <laughs> I won't participate. Really? If we won't accept this answer from our kids, why is it that we try and sell ourselves on that answer so often. Guys and ladies, if, if you're in a place where you've got friends who are, who are leading you into a space where, where you are thinking to yourself, man, I'll go, but I won't participate. Again, this should be an armco that you're bumping up against. Your conscience should be alerting you that, hey, this is a standard of behavior that I'm not willing to engage in. I need to pay attention to this tension. And the fifth armco with regards to friends is you hope that the people you care about won't find out your whereabouts. Can I repeat that? You hope that the people you care about won't find out your whereabouts. It's like, is something inside of you tenses up when you think about the people that you care about the most, knowing where you are or what you're doing or who you're with. To some extent, you, you feel you, you may have to already be 
planning a defense ahead of time or, or having to explain to them in a very rational way as to why you were there or with that person or doing that thing. When this happens, it should be an armco that we're bumping up against where our conscience is busy telling us, hey, pay attention to the tension. Guys and ladies, when it comes to these armcos, again, the culture around us will, will tell us that this is extreme, that this is extreme. But you see, the truth be told, this morning, <laughs> people woke up. Tomorrow morning, people will wake up and they will look at the person in bed next to them or they will walk up to the mirror and look at their reflection. And as they do, they'll consider the night before. They'll consider the places they went. They'll consider the people they were with. They'll consider the behavior that they got involved in. And they will wonder, how did this happen? How did this happen? And how did this happen to me? And in all truth, over the decades, the answer hasn't changed from what your parents told you way back then. That it's our friends still determine the direction and the quality of our lives. And this is why it's so important for you to have armcos with regards to your friendships. This is why it's so important for me to have friendships with regards, armcos with regards to my friendships. See, Jesus said this, Jesus said, but wisdom is proven right by all her children. Wisdom is proven right by all her children. In other words, culture might be telling you this is foolish, but the truth be told, time will tell. Just go back and look at all the, the people that we have access to in history that put armcos in place with regards to the areas of friendships and look at where their lives tracked. Look at all the people who didn't and look at where their lives ended up. Wisdom is proved right by all her children. So yes, I know you guys are very clever and, and, and as a result, you're clever enough to rationalize all these points away. I get it. Heck, if we had a debate right now, you may even win. But in reality, you'll lose in life. Because the truth is that wisdom is not proven right in the argument. Wisdom is proved right by the outcome. And these armcos are not based on who other people are. No, these armcos are based on the person that you were created to be. The person that you desire to be 5, 10, 40, 50 years from now. Who is that that you are wanting to be? Connect with people that lead you in that direction. Connect with people who encourage you and motivate you to end up there. Something beautiful happens in this moment. 
chances are very good that somewhere along the line, as you put these armcos in place and you start heading on that road, that a friend that didn't do this may come across your path years from now. A friend that didn't disconnect from those relationships that caused damage. And as a result, those relationships suck them dry relationally, emotionally, financially, spiritually. And because you put these armcos in place now, down the road, you may just have the beautiful opportunity to love them through a journey of restoration within their own lives. Guys and ladies, wisdom is proved right by all her children. Let's heed the advice, the, the direction of Jesus through those words. Let, let's, let's pay attention to what Solomon said to us when he said, walk with the wise and become wise. And let's not forget what Paul encouraged us to do when he said, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because yes, the days are evil. When it comes to setting arm codes with friends, what's your next step? What's your next step? You see, often we don't get to choose who we spend time with, and I get that, within our work environments, within our professional environments. But that's why it's so important for us to be so intentional with the relationships where we do get to choose, those friendships that we do get to choose. Choose friends that motivate you to become the person that you want to be, that you were created to be. As a church, we look at this and we go, this is why we believe so strongly in life groups, in connecting people in groups where our values track the same, where our thinking tracks the same, where we can challenge each other not to be satisfied with where we are, but to grow into the people that we were created to be. We, we, we talk about doing life with people with shared values. We talk about doing life together God's way. And my hope for you is that as you consider your next steps, that you will consider the friendships that you're involved in now, that you have now, and just ask, is this a safe space? For me to drop my guard, to let my hair down, do these friendships track along the same trajectory as what I desire for my life to go? And that as you consider your next steps, that you would consider connecting with us in life groups so that we can help you through this process. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for just the truth that we've been able to connect with. Lord, I thank you that as we, Lord, as we consider the relationships in our lives, Lord, as men and women consider relationships in their lives right now, I thank you that you will, that you will highlight those relationships that 
the, those friendships that are worth latching onto, worth pursuing, worth moving forward with. And then at the same time, highlighting those relationships, those friendships that they may need to let go of for a time period. Lord, I thank you that you will that you will align their lives, send people along their way that can be that can be valuable influence in their lives. They can speak into the person that you created them to be. And Father God, that as we just pursue you in this area, as we put these armcos in place, Lord, that you will so clearly come and define these relationships for us in our lives and that we will respond openly and honestly so that we can become the people that you created us to be. We love you. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for connecting with us. We'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.